All right, guys. Listen, it uh, was not the ending that we desired. Um, and, of course, uh, it's nothing. It's not the team that I think we expected to lose to. But we, we lost, okay? And, uh, and it's rough because we've been riding a win streak. And we haven't, we haven't lost a game since the first game of the season. But let me cast some, some positive light on tonight, okay? Um, our shooting was horrible. Transition defense was off. Even, uh, even our, our fast break were horrible. We had two back-to-back four-on-twos and could not score on either one. Uh, lost the coaches challenge or we are they won a coaches challenge everything seemed to be pretty much as bad as it could possibly be tonight but we needed to lose at some point and what's good about tonight is that we lost against the team that number one is the defending champs two they're sitting atop in the eastern conference which isn't saying a lot but it still means something and listen it was bound to happen at some point some team was going to beat us and i know the, the upcoming games look like we have some pretty easy schedule games coming up. But but let's let's deal with the truth of what happened tonight. The truth is this. There is no such thing as a night off for the Lakers. It doesn't matter what team you're playing. It doesn't matter what their record is. On any given night, whoever we play is going to give their absolute best. If you watch that game tonight, Toronto was celebrating like it was a playoff game. They were, they were celebrating like it was a playoff game because they were on the road against us, okay? And so you got to know that. And so tonight was just one of those nights where jumpers weren't falling, energy was low. Um, I'm, 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 we're going to talk about it in a minute. Just some of the offensive schemes seem questionable. Um, we're going to talk about Kuzma in a minute because he, he, he had some really questionable moments even though he did contribute. Uh, but tonight was rough, okay, guys? Tonight was rough. Um, and if you watch the beginning of the game, it looks so positive. It, for the first time, well, one of the few times, it looked like we were starting off uh, with a, a good run. We had, you know, we had a double-digit lead, and we were keeping them down. And, and then once the Raptors kind of caught, that, caught back up, after that, they just kind of stayed with us and, of course, taking the lead. And then they won tonight, 113-104. Uh, to 104. I want to point out a couple of things here tonight um, that, are, that are very troubling, Okay. Um, one of the biggest troubling things for me were the plus minuses, okay? Uh, the, the biggest plus minus on the team was Kyle Kuzma, okay? Kyle Kuzma had 15 points. He had a couple of points at the end that were just garbage points. But the, the, when we got, the, when we got the, the deficit down to four, there were two moments that Kuzma had to shoot threes. And I think the problem that we're having, let me just, if I'm just going to say what most people aren't going to say yet, is that uh, all summer we saw him working with Lethal Shooter, so anticipation was going up about his jump shot getting better. And then he he uh, has some interviews before he comes back and says, you know, hey, you know, like, y'all going to be surprised by what I have. Y'all going to be surprised by what I'm doing. And if I'm being honest, I have not been very surprised. This is what I do know. If he goes to the cup, if he goes to the basket, he has a much higher chance of scoring. For whatever reason, that running floater, going up against the rim, even him fading away on some jump shots, he has that. But him from three-point, that three-point line is just not his friend tonight. Um, or not his friend in general. He went three from seven tonight, but the, the two that he missed that were the most crucial, um, it just, it, it, we really could have, the momentum was going our way. If he would have hit that three, we would have been down by one. And then, of course, we really, really had a game. Uh, but it just it just was not our night tonight. Uh, that plus minus was very troubling. Uh, uh, of course, Caldwell Pope, uh, he only played four minutes. He had another 
uh, pretty bad night. Um, went scoreless. Um, another part that was really, really, really strange tonight was Danny Green playing 27 minutes and having zero points. Um, he he was 0 for 4 from 3, and this is dead shot Danny. This is the guy that we rely on. But tonight he just didn't have it. And like we said, we've said in previous streams before, when you have a roster full of shooters, it's okay if a couple or a few of them do not contribute um, or aren't able to hit. But at least one of these shooters should be able to hit. Troy Daniels um, had a couple of shots. Of course, he uh, hit three for five tonight. And, uh, and he started off a little shaky. Um, but he, I would have much rather have seen him uh, shooting uh, those shots at the end instead of Kuzma. Because obviously tonight, uh, he seemed to have uh, a better hand. He was one on one for three point three of five uh, from the field. So uh, it's, just, it's just weird. Tonight was just not a good game. Uh, even if we would have came back and won the game... I don't think any Laker fan would have felt like we deserved it. I, I think it was, it was, it was just obvious we were outplayed tonight. Um, Dwight Howard, uh, of course, went perfect from the field again, um, but uh, zero blocks, um, zero assists. It, it was just, it, it just, it, the the things that we have been relying on during the streak were just not there. Now, here's what's good about having that streak when we did. We had that streak against some difficult teams. So it gave us it gave us a little bit of a pad, so that if we do drop a game here or uh, here or there, our record is still not going to be that bad. We're seven and two or whatever that case is now, uh, and, and four and one at home. That's fine. That is fine. And if, if you've experienced the last six years, you know this is this is a much better outlook. Um, and of course, once again, we were going to lose at some point, and and of course we did. Let's take some of your guys' questions here. Uh, LeBron's got to start taking threes. Yeah, tonight LeBron wasn't as aggressive. Uh, on the three-point totals tonight, he, um, uh, in fact, his point total was low, 13. He did have a triple-double tonight, uh, but he only took two threes, and he was 0 of 2 from three, and he was 5 of 15 from the field goal. Um, and then we're starting to see this creep back up. His free throws, once again, he's back at that 50% mark. He went 3 of 6 from the free throw line tonight. He did hit two huge threes when it mattered, which is great, but in the beginning of the season, he was doing wonderful from the free throw line. Just He's been struggling as of late. Um, and, uh, and, and, and another thing that was kind of weird is that Anthony Davis was five and six in the free throw line. But if you guys have noticed, you know, his jumper is, is kind of coming back a little bit. He had 27 points tonight, but he's the most effective when he is going to the free throw line. And so for him only having six shots at the free throw line is very troubling, um, because it just means he wasn't either. He wasn't getting calls, uh, on the fouls or he just wasn't aggressive. Um, and from what I saw, I saw him being aggressive, but he wasn't getting the, he wasn't getting the calls tonight. But LeBron James um, uh, has been on a uh, he's been scoring tremendously for us. He part of the reason why we had that streak was because LeBron was so dominant. Um, what we want to see, of course, he's going to have games where he's not able to score thirty or even like tonight, he wasn't even able to score twenty. The question is, is that can he pick this back up, or is it does he does he have long streaks? Uh, of 15, 20 points. I, I don't believe so. I believe we're going to have the, the same LeBron that we've always had. In fact, he even had some moments of defense that were just incredible. And if you have been missed, if you have, uh, uh, if you have seen LeBron last year compared to this year, it's not even close. It's not even close about how far uh, he's come back with this defense. Um, and so I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic about that. I'm sure he's going to bounce back on the offensive end. Um, but you know, that, that obviously is a problem. Um, where's Greg? Greg is off tonight. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing my thing tonight. Uh, once again, my name is Devon Johnson. If you don't know who I am. Um, uh, so I, I, I'm sorry if you don't, if you were looking for him and you don't see him, but I'm, I'm here. 
Um, and so uh, let's see here. The refs were terrible. That's uh, Tedeschi Frank. Uh, the refs were terrible. I, I just they were doing some questionable stuff. And maybe it's because we're spoiled because we got so many calls. Um, but uh, but for whatever reason, they it just felt like they were on the side of the Raptors uh, for whatever reason. Um, it, it just it was just one of those moments. Um, it was just one of those moments where you just feel like. Um, maybe maybe the refs just didn't want to give us any love tonight. Maybe that was, maybe that's what that was. Um, but for whatever reason, um, we just didn't we didn't get what we needed tonight. Um, let's see here, uh, Marky Smith. I think they gave Danny Green his championship ring tonight. His head didn't seem to be in it. You know that's the thing with NBA players. The the nights that they get their ring, um um um, it, they just seem to play differently. Um um, th- so I think um. I think I think part of that could have been the reason, but I think also Danny just might be tired. A lot of these veterans, man, have been playing so many games. Like they played a lot of games, and of course, Danny had the shortest offseason of everybody that was in the league. So maybe maybe that was a part of a contribute of it, and of course, playing your old team and having that nostalgia. Uh, but for whatever the whatever the case, it, it, he just it, it just wasn't his night tonight. Uh, Phil Down, when does Nick Nurse finally get credit for being a great coach? I've, I've never doubted Nick Nurse after what he did last year. And, and granted, he did have some luck along the way um, because of the injuries that happened to a lot of the people in the playoffs and stuff like that. But he's a great coach. Bottom line, he's a great coach. Um, and uh, let's see here. Uh, they couldn't stop shooting threes at the end. No, they, they yeah. Uh, real Kobe love, loving, loving. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, they couldn't stop shooting threes at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alice Acoustic, Kuzma to the D-League, please. No, listen, guys. Listen, listen, listen. Kuzma is still a viable player. We even saw some conversations that were happening on Twitter about we should have kept Brandon Ingram instead of Kuzma. That is that is so not the case. That is so not the case. Brandon Ingram is an isolation player. We don't need ISO players. If you notice tonight, the ball movement wasn't so much the problem. It was just not being able to hit shots. And there was just jumpers were just not falling. It was good to see AD taking that that good 15-foot jumper and hitting. So, so AD was starting to get that jumper back. He was 10 of 20 tonight. But uh, it, most of the time in his previous games, he's been scoring at the rim. It was good to see him pull the defender out and start shooting towards the perimeter. He even hit a three or two uh, tonight. Uh, defense is in the heart. Kuzma doesn't have it. It's, it's the thing that I've been saying, and, and people got mad when I said it before. I know Kuzma can score. I don't worry about that. But when I see Kuzma getting blown by um, in half-court sets, I mean, we're not even talking about breakaways. We're talking about half-court sets. And he gets blown by on the coverages. I just he, he's he's too athletic, and he's too talented to let that be the stigma that stops him from being great. He can be a great defender. I think it's going to take some time. But once he puts the uh, the the defense together with his offensive play, um, he I really believe he can still become that third star. But he's literally he is playing catch up. Okay. He hasn't had any of those practices that they had over the summer. None of that stuff. He's just getting back in the groove. And and I believe that over time, he's going to be fine. So you're going to have nights like this. Okay? There's going to be nights like this. What I what I want is, uh, my desire for him is that when the three is not falling, like it wasn't falling tonight, take it to the rack. Because one of the things that made Kobe so great was that when he knew something wasn't working, he would go to something else. And even if his jumper wasn't working, he would go to the cup and try to draw draw a foul. you, you got to find out where the sweet spot is because you're not going to have your complete game every night. 
Um, so, yeah, so thank you for that. Uh, the Lakers kept going to the rim and were blocked. They, they did go to the rim, but most of the time they were going to the rim, the defense was already anticipating it because it was so late in the shot clock. They, the, the, anytime the offensive set breaks down, they'll pass it, pass it, pass it, and then the, at like the last five seconds, either LeBron will shoot it or someone's going to cut and drive to the rim. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how many people are there. Now, generally, we're able to pass that off. And, and someone's able to dunk it. But uh, a couple of those uh, close calls, AD was at the rim and clearly got fouled and got no call. And if you saw LeBron and AD talking to the refs throughout the game, they were trying to get an understanding about why is it normal in other games and, and tonight it just wasn't the same. They literally had two and three people draped on them and no calls, no calls whatsoever. So it was very, very weird. <laughs> Funniest stat is KCP uh, minus 10 in four minutes. Uh, no, uh, Nostromo, 0729. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, I, I, I don't know what's happening with KCP, but obviously Frank uh, Vogel did not want to put him in the game tonight because he only had four minutes. Now, if we've been watching the previous games, there was even moments in the last game where the crowd booed because he was getting so much time. For tonight, for whatever reason, it, it, it he didn't get any. And for, and for whatever reason, he was still a minus 10 with those four minutes. Um, here we go. Um, the Lakers couldn't hit a three. Al's acoustic. No, Lakers couldn't hit a three tonight. And it's going to happen, guys. Listen, the Houston Rockets a few years ago had the most three-pointers ever in franchise history. And get to the playoffs, and they went from like, I don't know, they went like one for 27 or something crazy like that when they lost to the Warriors in that game seven. Teams are going to hit stretches where the three's just not falling I'm glad it happened tonight against a team that that we really should, just to be honest, we should respect. They hold the crown right now. What we're trying to attain this year, they have it. And despite all the odds that were against them, they they earned it. And they're playing like champions right now. Hence, the the identical record, 7-2. Okay. Um, was this a load management by D. Green? I, I don't think it was load management because, from my understanding, yeah, he played 27 minutes tonight. So it wasn't like his time was, wasn't was spent, but his defense wasn't great. There was a couple moments where Siakam went right by him, and it was like he, he second-guessed uh, uh, his, his, his cutting into the lane for whatever reason. Normally he's there to cut off the drive, and it kind of prevents the bigs from getting in foul trouble. But tonight, it's just he just wasn't there tonight. So uh, do you think Bo- uh, Frank Vogel took Troy out early when he was hot? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he took him out. I don't think Troy ever really got hot. I think he was just consistent. And I don't know. I don't. I, I'm, I think we're also trying to figure out what is Frank Vogel's rotation scheme. Um, and we're going to get into it in just a second. When Rondo comes back, it's really going to get screwed up. Um, but, but for whatever reason, we haven't found consistency in the rotations yet. Um, we have seen Caruso get a lot of minutes. Um, he, he also wasn't that great tonight. Um, he, he had some moments. Uh, he, was, he only had three points. Played 17 minutes. He was a minus four. Uh, but what he did have was four assists, uh, which is good. You want to see him uh, driving and kicking and doing things like that. Uh, uh, Alex I agree with your Kuzma take. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Max Adeji, LeBron is annoying when he plays passive ball. It's disrespectful to his fans and teammates. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to say he plays passive ball. I, and even tonight... LeBron is always looking for the right play. The issue is, is that when teams who know LeBron and the Raptors know LeBron, okay, they got beat on by LeBron consistently. They they have a thing where they, they like to switch on him. They like to switch up. You, we even saw it in the previous game, the previous team playing zone defense, and it stifled us for a little bit. Teams are going to be trying different stuff. And if you saw it, every time LeBron got the ball, 
they would wait for either him or AD to put the ball down and dribble before they brought the double team. So in case you guys don't know, a lot of times what happens is when, when, uh, when AD or Braun gets the ball, they'll hold it to see if the second defender is coming so that they can, they can either make a decision of either dribble or driving, uh, dribble driving or, or, or passing it off to the next man. But the Raptors tonight did not move when they got the ball. So, so it, left, it left them in a position of trying to decide what to do. The minute they put the ball down is when they sent the second defender. And by that time, you have to pick up. You either have to pick up or make the pass or drive, and it forces decisions. And so the, the Raptors did that tonight. They were smart. They, they, Nick Nurse, once again, the credit to him, uh, made sure that they doubled at the right time. And, and so I don't know if it was more him being passive or if his, uh, his flow of offensive rhythm was just off. Because um, from what I've seen, his energy level wasn't the problem. Um, and it didn't seem like he was trying not to take shots. It just seemed like he was looking for the best play. And credit to the Raptors tonight. They took the best plays away. Uh, Marcus Smith, uh, T-Dot was too fast, lanky, and athletic. Yeah. Bad game for uh, for TBE3 to not – oh, uh, bad game for the three to not fall for us. Really horrible game for the three to not fall for us. But listen, guys. We're really not a three-point shooting team. I, I don't know if that's a narrative that many of us think, but we're really not a three-point shooting team. Uh, we, are, we are a ground. We are like a back-to-the-basket. We are more about putbacks, two points, drive, dunks. We're more about that. We're actually better at three-point plays, two points and getting fouled, really, than we are at the three-point line. We have some incredible shooters, but we haven't proven to be a deadly three-point shooting team. Like, we're not the Warriors, like what the Warriors were a few years ago. We're not that. We don't have... We don't have, like, guaranteed three-point makers. We have Danny Green, um, who is, in my opinion, the most trustworthy. Um, in a recent interview, Troy Daniels said he's the best shooter on the team. I, I, I Okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't know who else is vouching for that. Uh, but I, but we, we really have to make sure that we don't allow teams like the Raptors, who run fast-paced, they shoot three. Fred Van Fleet shot one from, like, halfway in Corona tonight. Uh, we have to make sure that we don't fall into the trap of trying to play their game but because we're just – that's not us. What we are is we keep scores low, which we didn't tonight, but we keep scores low, and we, we just wear people out, and we did not do that uh, tonight. Clippers win tomorrow? I don't know. Um, uh, Danny Green's head wasn't in the game. Presented him with his ring. Yeah, that's – that's like I said, we said before, that's kind of the thing. They just – Kind of do that. Uh, I thought LeBron went to the rim too many times and was blocked. He was. See, LeBron goes to the rim, and there, if you notice his body language, he will literally go for the contact expecting the foul. Tonight, he was not getting fouls. And what's even worse is, even if he would have got the foul, his percentages tonight said it probably wouldn't have mattered half the time anyway, him only shooting 50% from the line. So uh, he, he normally likes to drive, get fouled, drive. He, he, he tries to get people in foul trouble, stop the clock. It's, it's one of his, he's one of the greatest drivers to the basket, but he also relies on the free, he, he relies on the foul. He relies, because he's so big, he's waiting for someone to foul him. And for whatever reason tonight, they did not call Fouls. I thought Nick Nurse Al had a great plan. Clog the middle and make the Lakers shoot. Right now, that's the big. That's the best way to go against us. We have the length in the middle, and so if you congest the middle, and of course our pick and roll game is is tremendous. If LeBron's at the top, you got to look out for AD, or you have to look out on the back end with Javale or Dwight, who who can who can live in that paint for second chance points. Um, if if AD's at the top, AD there's still another big with Javel or, uh, or or Dwight, and you got to watch out for that. And the LU, um, you, like we have a lot of bigs in the middle, so 
Nick Nurse just decided to play the odds tonight and say, play that middle. And it was very clear he was going to have them play the middle until the refs started calling fouls. The refs never called fouls. And so they just were able to clog the middle and left, literally left three-point shooters open. Kuzma was wide open, like literally for two shots and couldn't hit him. So they, they played the percentages right. So um, uh, when people ask why the Lakers are begging for Iguodala, tonight would be the reason. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much it would have helped considering the fact that we could not uh, we could not score. Um, and plus, Iguodala's not going to play a lot of minutes. If, if we get Iggy, I, I hope we all are, are preparing our minds. He's not going to be playing 20, 25 minutes. Um, I, I doubt that. If he does, it would be because it, it's, it's a very desperate stretch. But look for him to be between 15 and 20. Like somewhere in there would be more of his role. And tonight, we just got outplayed for all four quarters. I mean, outside of that first stretch in the beginning of the first, after that, they, we just got outplayed, and it, and it showed. Um, uh, Siakam was so happy whenever Kuzma was on him. Listen, let's also say this. I, I didn't even know who Siakam was until last year. But this dude is legit, period. The dude's legit. He has length. He has athleticism. He is, he is cold off the dribble, he, and he can shoot. Like, the dude is legit. And so tonight, he, he cooked our defenders tonight um he didn't have a lot of points but he got to the cup plenty of times uh he had 24 points he went nine for 25 so he shot the ball 25 times and he was only one free from the three-point line but he was getting to like he was he was getting his shot he basically he was getting his shot period uh the one who really hurt us i think was fred van fleet because he went four of nine uh from three-point land and once again this is another guy this is what makes the raptors so difficult is because these guys it's easy to underestimate them because even after winning a championship, a lot of people contribute that to Kawhi. But let me just, if you just go back and watch the playoffs, a lot of the biggest shots that were hit were hit by people that you would have never known three years ago. A Fred Van Fleet, a, a Pascal Siakam, people you just wouldn't know. I mean, they hit stuff in clutch moments. And the pedigree of that team is a hardworking, hard-nosed team. It reminds me a lot. This team reminds me a lot of what the Celtics were prior to Kyrie when or when Kyrie was hurt. And it was just that core set of a group of people who had no Hayward, Kyrie was out, and they were just playing strong and playing tough. This is what that Raptors team is showing me right now. Um, they, they have they have something they want to prove, and and uh, and I don't know how far they're going to go, uh, but tonight they showed us that they, they deserve our respect, especially Siakam and Fred Van Fleet. Um, o of 13 in Game 7. Uh, Marquise, who was that? I'm not sure who that was. Uh, thoughts on LeBron only having 13. Le- LeBron's on – listen – you're going to have great moments with LeBron, and you're going to have some, some, some bad moments. That has been LeBron his entire career. There have been moments where he's just not, he's just not there. Um, and so tonight, it just wasn't, it just, he just didn't have it. But I would rather have a LeBron who's able to give me three triple doubles in, in a row and even had a triple double tonight. But I, I would rather have a, a dude who can, who can score 13 but still give me a triple double. I would rather have that. Than a streaky shooter who will then like a James Harden, right? Who can who can score forty four points, but I know I'm not getting past uh, the second round of the playoffs. Um, so I, you know, I, we hate to see it, but it's it's the, it's what happens. Um, uh, that and that was Donovan Bryant eight. Uh, Marquis Smith. Uh, Toronto plays with a chip on their shoulders. Scrappy, athletic team that can hit the tray. That's it. This is a good time for LA to learn how to adapt as a team when the bread and butter doesn't work. Thank you. I'm so glad you said this, guys. And this is why I'm getting ready to talk about Rondo in a minute. 
part of cohesion and getting unity with your team and getting glue with your team and getting fluidity with your team is losing. Part of that process is losing because it, it, what it does is it, is, it instantly establishes um, accountability. So you better believe in that locker room or at the next practice, there's going to be conversations, not with the coaches to the players, but player to player. Uh, when they watch film, they're going to be talking about, hey, you missed that, yada, yada, and being able to address issues as a team and then have that glued together. One of the things that the Lakers have said, and this is coming from LeBron, even AD, um, and even Kuzma, that one of the things that Rondo does best is hold people accountable. Now, I know what we're saying. Like, statistically, it's like, who's holding them accountable? But right now, one of the, the things that most coaches, executives, and even players agree, that Rondo would be a tremendous coach because he, he's able to speak to players, talk to them, give them, um, give them insight. And so what we're looking for is in, in these losses – Okay, I'm sure Rondo's having a voice. What I'm looking for is, does his voice translate to his play when he comes back? Can he bring that cohesiveness in the film room, which they have applauded him for? Can he bring that into uh, the onto the court and let it show? Uh, what we saw last year, and just if we can kind of put this in perspective, last year was a terrible year for him, and part of the reason why was because he did not trust the young players. And so he utilized, he, he, he abused his veteran privileges over dribbling, um, uh, uh, making passes that he should not make, because he can kind of just say, oh, you weren't in the right spot. He won't be able to do that with this team. You, he can't do that with this team. This team is full of veterans who know what they're supposed to do, and they will speak right back to him. He's not the only person with the ring. Other people on there have won championships, and other people have played multiple years and played for multiple teams. So, so he's going to have to be accountable on the court to other people as well. It's not going to be the same role he was in last year. So I'm interested to see when he does come back. In the moments like this, does his veteran leadership help us, or does he fall back into last year's trap of trying to abuse his privilege of being a veteran, over-dribbling, making his own plays, stuff like that. Um, uh, Marcus would have loved to see more half-court offense, pick and roll, set slow down the game. We're, our bread and butter really should be pick and roll, but for some reason there are times where we get away from that. And, um, and I don't know if it's a LeBron thing, an AD thing, um, especially when they get staggered. I don't know if they just decide to abandon the pick and roll because they don't trust anybody else to do it. But if we don't run the pick and roll, we're going to be in trouble. Because that's where we are the most effective is in that pick and roll. Because there's too many people who can cut, too many shooters who can be wide open. And if we don't learn how to how to utilize that as our forefront, we're going to be in trouble. And what's funny is a lot of the team's uh, uh, success that people have against us, even in the wins that we've had, a lot of their success and the points they scored came in like pick and roll sets. Or when they come off a high screen and drive straight to the basket. It, it's really strange that these are the things that we should be excelling in but for whatever reason, it's not happening. Um, uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan, or uh, George Santiago, do you do you think Kuz made right decisions taking all those threes in the fourth after making two? He missed the rest. This is what we know about Kuzma. Kuzma is going to shoot. Period. I don't care if he's missing shots. I don't care if he has somebody trying to run him off the line. Whatever, he is going to shoot. If he feels like there is an opportunity for him to go for it, he's going to go for it. So, I, you know, it's not even about decision-making. It's his literal DNA as a shooter. Uh, and I think it's because when he came into the league, he, he found so much success in summer league when he came in in his, in, in his rookie season. 
um, as a shooter. Last year, he was not as great, and this year it seems like that's continuing on. But in his mind, he's still the same shooter that came into the league in his first year. And I, I, I'm getting to the point now where it, it's a small sample size. By All-Star break, I really think by All-Star break, you're going to know. If his percentages ain't changed from last year, then I think we can we can go ahead and say that we're going to have to abandon him as a shooter in certain in certain uh, times, like now. Um, like like teams now have, are watching film and they're like, Kuzma is going to Kuzma's not clutch, and he's going to have to prove them wrong. And until he does, I I, I don't know. But I don't think his mindset's ever going to change. I don't think his mindset's ever going to change. It was a perfect storm. Uh, Toronto stormed the rim, fast break points, three ball. Los Angeles Lakers wasn't able to adjust. We weren't able to adjust. And I, even after the first half, right, we got to the first half, and I was like, okay, all right, this is a close game. I said, but we're a second-half team. And in my head, I was like, we'll be fine. We're going to adjust the second half. And we did make some adjustments, but it didn't matter. It Exactly what you said, Marquis Smith. They came at us. They they did not relent. And, and kudos to them. Now we know that we can't take any time off. Uh, LeBron forced his way back on the field after he was substituted. He stood up and told Vogel to sit until Vogel sent him in. Well, listen, LeBron has earned that right. Frank Vogel talked about that. Like, Frank Vogel's going to run his plan, and, and LeBron has the right to speak up and say, I want to veto that. Now, Frank doesn't have to, to submit to that, but you're talking about a multiple champion, a, 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 obviously a future Hall of Famer, and literally the key to your championship this year is not just, it's not going to go through AD. LeBron is necessary. You need LeBron as a part of that mix. And so if LeBron says, I'm going back in. Don't stop, my man. Don't kill that fire, and you don't want to ruin that relationship. You don't. Not with LeBron. Not with LeBron. Not this early in the season. So if LeBron want to go back in, go back in. Um, but we saw at the very end, you know, once they were up by 10 going to the free throw line, he pulled them both out, uh, AD and LeBron. Uh, the sixth, the North got off tonight. Chip on their shoulder, Marquis Smith. Yeah. Our bench got way outscored. Uh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, when you look at the plus minus of the bench of the Raptors, only one player, and he played less than five minutes. Only one player was uh, didn't have a plus. Didn't have a, didn't was a minus. Everybody else was a plus, double digit plus, because the bench just came in and was like, "We are going to, we're going to show exactly who we are," and they showed us, and they showed the rest of the league. And if I'm honest, this was very remnant of the Clippers. Okay, this is very remnant of the Clippers, where we didn't get the offensive production that we thought we were going to get from LeBron. Um, in, in the crucial moments that we really needed him to, uh, and we just got out hustled. This, this it, it feels very reminiscent of that. And so the Lakers are going to have to make a decision about how they're going to deal with teams that believe they're better than the Lakers. Okay, a lot of the teams we beat, they they came with their A game, but they knew they weren't better than us. They were just hoping to get lucky. But tonight, the Raptors believe they were better than us. And the Clippers believe they are better than us. And when teams play with the mentality that they are the superior team, how do we hold up against that? Because one thing we can't do is we can't crumble under pressure. We can't continue to miss on four two fast breaks. Twice tonight, we had four against their two, and we did not score. These were momentum shifters. As a matter of fact, on the second one, they came back and scored after we didn't score. That's the stuff that can't happen. Because teams that believe they're going to win on the road, okay, those are the teams that are going to test how fragile we are in our mentality. And we have to make decisions early in the season that we're going to be hard-nosed defense, yes, but we're going to be hard-nosed defense even, even in the end when we're down by 10. 
The only person that showed consistent defense to me all the way through, uh, the two people that I saw uh, that showed consistently was Avery Bradley and uh, LeBron. AD and JaVale, they, AD had some great moments. Um, and uh, and and I, I don't know what to make of it. If you guys noticed, uh, he, he apparently hurt his shoulder tonight. Um, and I'm sure he's going to say nothing. He's going to be like, oh, it's good. It's just a little sore. Uh, but it obviously was, was ailing him tonight. Um, but what I, what I loved is that it didn't stop him from playing. So I, I really can't say he did great on defense tonight. He had some tremendous plays tonight. Um, but I feel like part of him was hindered because, uh, because of his shoulder. So that's something that we really need to look out for, guys. I'm really hoping it's okay. I, I'm, I'm anticipating that it's going to be fine. But one thing we can't have is him with a torn rotator cuff or any of that stuff. So it, whatever's happening with that shoulder, uh, I would rather see him sit now and be ready later um, than for him to get us all the way to the playoffs and then he, he has a problem with his shoulder and we don't have him for the playoffs. So uh, we'll be on the lookout for that. Uh, yeah, at some point, do you think the Lakers will force AD to rest that shoulder? I think um, I think right now... There is a they're developing a relationship with the medical team. Um, the Lakers have had a lot of injuries in the past four years. Obviously, they made some changes. They brought back some people in the medical staff, and uh, and, and this is a this is a great medical staff from from everything that I've been reading and hearing. But I think they're still trying to figure out how much uh, rope do we give the players. Because players and the medical staff need to have a development of trust. What made Gary Vitti so valuable to those Laker teams, especially during the championship years, is that people like Kobe and stuff like that, like they, there was enough rapport between the two of them that if Gary said, you're not going tonight or you shouldn't go tonight, they would trust Gary. Okay, uh, What players will do if they don't trust the medical staff, they'll lie about how they're feeling and they'll lie about the things that are going on. Um, but I think right now the medical staff and AD are really trying to get to know each other really trying to develop that bond because they are on the hook for his health. And and what we don't want is what happened to the Warriors last year where people were clearly hurt, being rushed back, season ending. I mean, obviously, KD's not coming back at all this season off of what happened in the finals. So 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 the medical staff, they, they, they think about these things. So I, I think I, I, my hope is that at some point they will convince him to rest and we're not talking about load management. We're talking like you need to give that shoulder at least a week or two to get itself together so you can be healthy and strong. Uh, I, I'm fine with that. Um, in fact, I would like after the Phoenix game, I'd be like, you know, maybe this stretch, you can kind of, you know, kind of sit that one out. Um, Lakers have uh, have a, a other tough road game against a team in Phoenix that can cause us problems. Um, Phoenix is, I'm not gonna say Phoenix is the truth. But Phoenix can't be taken lightly. They deserve respect. Um, and they deserve much more respect than what most pundits gave them preseason. Um, Devin Booker, and of course, I think DeAndre Aiden, who's obviously has been suspended, but who's coming back. That, that, that is a team that, that means business. And so uh, if we go into Phoenix thinking that we're just going to rebound from this game and shake it off and, oh, we're about to come in here and just play hard-nosed defense, and that's going to be it, that, you, can't, you can't do that. They have to pay strict attention I'm, pre I'm really hoping that they get into the film room and really spend time with the film because Phoenix is, is that's a tough road game. And let's, let's be clear, even the Warriors, listen, they, their record is not great. And obviously they are, they are down a lot of people, but D'Angelo Russell is a guy putting up 40 and 50 points right now. Okay. And if you're not careful, he can outscore your entire bench by himself. So, so like the, the, once again, we cannot take games off. 
we're not going to win every game from here to the end of the season. So you're going to lose some games. But if you're going to lose the games, lose them competitively. Don't lose them because you just decided, I just don't have it tonight. There needs to be a consistent mindset for the Lakers that every game is a playoff game for the other team. That, that's how they treat us. Every team. Okay, It's not even about rivalries. They look at us and they know that we have the potential to go straight to the championship. And people do not like that. If you guys saw the graph not too long ago, it said that we were one of the most hated teams in the nation. In the nation, guys. Like, there are states that most of us have never even been to that hate our team. Okay? That hate the Lakers. If the state hates the Lakers, what do you think about the team in that state? Of course they hate us. Of course they do. Uh, here we go. Uh, Mario Enigma. Lakers look flat tonight and got outworked, but it's only one loss. Let's start a new winning streak again. Yes, Mario. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's the mindset. Okay, we had a winning streak, right? Now we need to get back on it again. You're going to lose. Okay, you're going to lose. You're going to lose some games. It, that bottom line. And, and to be honest with you, no one's expecting this team to have 70 wins. Number one, because it's not necessary. That's not necessary in the West right now. The West is going to cannibalize itself in the standings. You're not going to see any 70-win teams in, 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 in the Western Conference. There's too many good teams. It's impossible, okay? Okay, it's not the, the, the long gone of those imbalanced days. So you're going to lose a lot of games because you're playing against some incredible teams. And because the league is so much more balanced, you're seeing the power of twos now, right? So you see a lot of duos that are happening in a lot of different parts of the league. But if you don't pay attention, you'll miss out on the people who don't have quote-unquote stars who are busting their behinds just as much. And that's the Raptors right now. That's the Raptors. Um, and so, yeah, so we, we, can't, we, we came out flat. We got, we, they, they caught us. They caught us tonight. And they can hang their hat on that. We won't see them again, I think, until like March. We go to their house. Uh, but for now, we just have to live with that L. Same thing with the Clippers. We have to live with that L until Christmas. But let's start the winning streak again. Let's get another five, six, seven, eight, nine games going. And if we lose another one in that 10-game stretch, okay. But let's make sure we keep ourselves in the positive on that. D'Angelo uh, Russell going to Golden State was good for him. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad he did. Um, uh, and that uh, this is Kapolit Gigi. Uh, Lakers or Clippers? You know this is Showtime Forum, right? I don't. It's always Clippers. I mean, always Lakers. Clippers can go somewhere else. Nothing is impossible. Eighty and two, D fanatic. Listen, man, if you believe it, uh, listen. Let me give me some of whatever that is. Give me some of whatever positive energy you got. That spirit bomb you got. If we went eighty and two, I would be very nervous about the playoffs because that meant we spent way too much energy getting eighty wins. We'd be like the Patriots losing in the Super Bowl. Uh, Marky Smith, it was a good punch in the mouth to keep LA hungry and humble. Okay, let me let, let me address that. Okay, let me. Let, I'm so glad you said that, uh, Marquise. Uh, um, uh, one of the things that keeps um, teams um, engaged is being disrespected. Okay. Now, what I love about tonight uh, was, you know, obviously we needed a loss at some point. Uh, but I, but what I really wish, I really wish Toronto would have talked trash. I, I wish it would have like sparked a fire. I think part of the reason we hit that winning stretch after the Clipper game is because the Clippers were talking heck of trash. Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams have plenty to say on Snapchat. They were saying plenty of stuff on Instagram, right? Like in their live videos, talking trash, okay? 
So when they when the Lakers lost, that that was a personal disrespect, and I think part of that fed the motivation for LeBron's triple doubles and and led into like AD going for forty and twenty. I think that that fed into the mindset. I'm I'm kind of hoping that people talk more trash to us. I want to see the hungry wolf in AD. I want to see him get so. I want to see. I think we're all. I think we're all thinking it, but we can't. We don't want to disrespect LeBron by saying this. But I think a lot of us want to see the Kobe mentality. The the the. I want to. I want to. I, I want to destroy the other team simply because they exist. Like that thought, right? Uh, if you can combine that mentality with LeBron's uh, um, um, uh, basketball IQ of making the right play and not just throwing up 45 shots, if you combine that, oh my God, it would be deadly. If AD ever got that and decided, you know what, I'm tired of, I don't care if there's six people in the, in, in the paint, uh, I'm coming after all of y'all. I'm coming after all of y'all, and somebody and like I'm like I'm gonna catch a body tonight. Like we need him to have that mentality. So I'm hoping somebody like sparks that in him, because right now he says he feels like he's the best person on the team. I don't I don't I don't think he's the best. I think he's I think he's the greatest gift the Lakers have had in the last decade. But he still needs to prove himself with the championship mentality. George or Leonard, both effective two way players. Um... I don't know. I really don't care if it's George or Leonard. I hope they both come in here, and I hope we smash on them. That's that's my hope. Kuzma loves getting embarrassed. <laughs> Tadashi Frank. He he doesn't love getting embarrassed. Uh, but what I do love about this kid's mentality is this was a pretty. He missed two huge shots. Okay, and for a softer player, that can make their mentality crumble. That's not Kuzma. <laughs> if you've watched Kuzma. He's not going to come out timid the next game. He's going to shoot it the same way. What we're hoping is that his shots fall. I still want him to be aggressive. He he has he has no he like he he has a very short term memory. I promise you. I'm just saying this. I know it. He will talk in practice, and someone's going to say, "Hey, you know, how did you feel after those two those two you know missed shots?" And he's going to say, "I missed them, man, but it's on to the next." Like that's the mentality I want him to have. Now, make the shots, man. Make the shots. Have the mentality, but make the shots. I don't think he's embarrassed at all, to be honest. I think he went back to that bench and was like, my bad, I messed up. And I think he's going to come back down ready to shoot. Okay? Uh, yes. Yes, Defanetta. Kuzma needs to go back to slashing and getting to the hoop. Okay, let's talk about this real quick. One of Rondo's biggest gifts is his when he's playing, when he's in the right frame of mind, is, is being able to see the cutter. Is being able to see the lob. What what makes uh, Rondo so unique as a person, and the reason why people keep putting him on the team, is because a lot of times Rondo is seeing the play two and three steps ahead of what's happening. And when he guesses right, okay, when things click the way he sees it in his head, it's phenomenal. Okay, it's phenomenal. Let's not forget him and AD had a huge chemistry in New Orleans. Okay. Like, like, we thought Rondo had fell off until that season. Him and Rondo and Boogie had something going because his IQ. The problem is, is that when his IQ goes goes further than where the team is able to follow him, and he starts making passes that don't exist, because in his mind they existed three plays ago, like he starts doing things because he's thinking ahead. Now, if he is able to identify slashers and cutters, this is where Kuzma can find himself as a consistent 20-point scorer. Because teams still have to respect him at the three-point line because he's streaky. He's streaky, so they still got to respect him, okay? Which means that if he's hanging out at that three-point line and Rondo was able to, and him and Rondo are able to create some chemistry, he's able to cut to the basket, 
Easily, Kuzma can go for an one, easy layup. He's already proven he's dynamic uh, off the board, right? He can, he literally can lay that thing off the board in some weird positions, and it's just automatic for him, okay? So if him and, and Rondo can get that chemistry, I think it'll be great for Rondo. I think it'll be great for Kuzma, and I think it'll be great for the entire second unit, okay? If that doesn't happen, I don't really know how Rondo fits if he's not finding slashers and being able to catch or send out alley-oops. And I don't know if Kuzma's going to really be able to find himself as a consistent spot-up shooter. I just don't know if that... Kuzma needs to attack the rim to get his rhythm, to keep his confidence. He needs to see it go in a few times before, he, before he's able to like really make a difference. Okay, The other game where he came in and had that huge fourth-quarter run... It's because he was able to, like, once he saw the shot go in and once he saw himself, like, get in that rhythm, he just attacked, 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 attacked. And that's how we ended up really making a difference in that game. So, um, who is this guy? So, you're, Lakers, you're a Lakers reporter, not a sports center man. Uh, I don't know who this is. Uh, 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 hello. Rondo all day, yes. But he's not a Celtic anymore. I don't know if you noticed. He's, he, he wears a, a Laker uniform. And we don't say Celtics in this chat room. Uh, Kuzma should come in and make more 15-footers instead of threes. Yeah. Once again, he needs to see it. Uh, Monkey Mike Flo, did the Raps play well or did the Lakers not play well enough? Excellent question. Combination of both. Okay? The truth is, if the Lakers played their best and the Raptors played their best, Lakers will win every time. If the Raptors don't play their best and the Lakers don't play their best, Lakers are going to win. But if the Lakers don't play their best and the Raptors play their best, we're going to lose. If we played the same game again and it was the same dynamic, listen, <laughs> Lowry was out, uh, Ibaka was out, and they won. Why? Because they, they decided that they were going to step up in the absence of those people that they normally rely on. And they just said, we're going to come in, we're going to destroy. And the Lakers did not match that intensity and they lost. That's always going to happen to the Lakers. Once again... Every team views the Lakers as a playoff game to them, even when they're playing at home. If you notice, even though we're hated in all these states, almost every arena we go to, half of the crowd is for us. So that, and it's one of the only teams, I'll, say, I'll venture to say the only team in the NBA that can go to visiting arenas and have, home, have enough home crowd there that it feels like an equals, equal game, like a neutral game. And so teams know that, and they feel it. And they experience it, and they hate us for it, and they want to kill us. And so, if the Lakers don't come in with the mentality uh, to come in to say we're coming to we're coming to like take y'all out, there's going to be a lot of games like this if we don't get our mentality together. Um, so, Tadashi Frank, uh, I need a I need a Braun fifty piece Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I, I mean, Braun once again, Braun is not his his main focus is not scoring. His main focus is is dishing. Passing, making the right play, driving when necessary, and, and he, he, the way he put it was he plays the game physically like he plays the game in 2K. And so it, for him, it's like a video game. He's not trying to run the score up. He's trying to enjoy the, 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 the physics of basketball. That makes sense. He's trying, he loves the idea of basketball, and he's, he's probably a dying breed. Where he doesn't care about his stats in that in that manner. He cares about, did I make the right play when I was supposed to? Did I score when I was supposed to? Did I pass when I was supposed to? Did I catch those rebounds when I was supposed to? And so, I don't know. Braun may not have a 50-piece, but he could easily have another triple-double. Easily. Uh, Raps played hard, and the Lakers looked a step slow. D-Fanatic, that's correct. Um, uh, capital GG. Not being disrespectful, just asking because I wanted to talk talk sports. You're talking Lakers only. 
Um, yes, I'm talking Lakers only because it's uh it's the it's the Lakers uh, post game report. So I'm only going to talk about Lakers. Uh, and anytime you tune in to Showtime Forum, uh, we're only going to talk about uh, Lakers. All right, Marquise, I saw somebody post uh, was uh, was this a trap game for the Lakers? Do you think that was the case? Yes, absolutely. Listen, guys, there are no bad teams when it comes to the Lakers. There aren't. We don't play bad teams because even if the team is bad prior to them getting to us, you better believe they're going to step it up when they see us. There are no bad teams when it comes to us. We have to get out of that mentality. Every game is a trap game. Everybody's going to send their best. We are, listen, that we are, we are on our way to it. This is the thing that the league was fearing for all those years. When we were in the basement for all those years, like the thing that people did not want, and, and you saw this with the Anthony Davis trade not happening last year, that the thing that they did not want was the Lakers to be good again. Because the minute that we got good again, it was like championship or bust. And the league does not like that. Okay? The league does not like that. When I say the league, I mean other teams. Okay? That's why there was so much controversy about AD coming. Okay? Now that AD is here, now everybody mad. Everybody mad. And not just that AD is here. Okay? They were scared of the Kawhi thing. But the way Rob Palenka surrounded uh, the team with shooters and put together, put together a very, not just decent, but a very solid roster. A very solid roster with contracts that leave it open for us to make trades. Like Iguodala possibly coming and stuff like that. The team, the, like the league does not like it. So they want to make a statement against us every time they play. So if we don't, if we're not careful, we can go, we can go look at a uh, Golden State Warrior team and be like, oh, their record is sub 500. We should be able, this should be an easy win for us. We should, we should win by double digits. Absolutely not. We should go in there thinking we have to grind like we're losing every quarter. Because this team, whoever we're playing that night, is coming to, to take our cookies. Like That's what they're coming for. They're coming to snatch the respect out of our name. And if we don't play like we need the respect, then they're going to snatch it. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, you got to be on the Lakers staff. You too smart. <laughs> Um, I saw somebody post. Uh, you don't, you don't LBJ to ball out. You don't want LBJ to ball out like that till April anyway. Yeah, you want him to save his, save his run, guys. You, you know, you, this is really, this is really strange to say this, but we really have to savor what we're getting from LeBron right now, because he's giving us literally everything that he has, and part of him doing that, aside from him having that time off last year not making it to the playoffs. Part of it is he knows his clock is very, very short. And the reason why he's taking offense to washed King is because like when people say he's washed and he's because he knows that that's right around the corner and they're trying to put him in the casket early. And so he's taking offense to that. So what he's doing is he's giving you everything, but you got to know that like two years from now or at the end of this contract, Anthony Davis, by far, will be the best player on the team. Period. Savor what we're getting with LeBron on a mission and AD in his prime. Savor this right now. But also know he's going to have to, like, use that sparingly. Like, he's giving us everything he got, but but we want everything he has to, to, to reach all the way to the parade at Figueroa. Okay? Kettle G, all right, my bad. I'm new here. Hey, no problem. No problem, man. Just as long as you know that we are Lakers in this room. We we ride or die Lakers, okay? We ride or die Lakers in here. But yeah, we love we we love we love the NBA. 
but right here it's 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 LA. Um, uh, do you think it would be different outcome if Lowry and Serge played? I think we actually would have won that game if Lowry or Serge played um, because uh, their 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 reliance on getting touches to those people um, I think would have benefited the Lakers. I think I think Serge in the middle. Um, um, him being in the lineup, he's not as fast as our bigs. Um, so JaVale, Dwight could easily get out on transition buckets if he was in the game. Um, you know, he's a, he's a tremendous player. He's a great player, uh, but he doesn't have the athleticism. He has the size and the physical stature to sit in the paint and make some damage. But, like, as far as us, if we decided to run, he wouldn't be able to keep up, and that would have made a huge difference um, in the game tonight. But, I mean, listen, it, it doesn't matter if the energy's not there, okay? If the energy's not there... Like it wasn't tonight. It, listen, it, it doesn't really matter. They could have brought their G League out. Okay, we would have had problems. Okay, um, Lakers bench needs to take some notes from Raps bench. The Lakers bench is um, is strange. Okay, the Lakers have a decent bench. Okay, let's not get it twisted. We have a decent bench. There's obviously room for improvement. Okay, there's obviously room for improvement. Of course, like Iguodala and stuff like that. We're hoping to get. So we're, I, I anticipate that Rob is going to make some adjustments to that. Uh, by the trade trade deadline, but our bench as a as a in general is, is 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 decent. The problem is they're not consistent. They're decent, but they're not consistent. So if they were consistently bad, it would be easier to say, okay, this is how we're going to manage the game. You're going to have to get more minutes. You're going to have to get more minutes. But but it's hard because some games you'll have a Quinn Cook who's going crazy, or a Troy Daniels who's going crazy, or a KCP who hits like weird shots when he's not supposed to. Like you like you'll have those moments, and then you'll have moments where. They can't hit the side of a barn. It's just if they if we can have consistency in the bench, and that's one of the things you see with the Raptors is that they know their personnel so well that they know who to put in, when to put in, and and to be honest, a lot of the different even the Clippers, um, one of their biggest strengths is their bench because they have reliable shooters. We need to get consistent, and I don't know if it's a Phil Handy issue. I don't know if it's a lethal shooter issue, but something needs to happen to make that consistent. Because we're missing wide open shots. I'll say it again. Wide open shots. And a team full of shooters, okay? So there's a problem. There's a disconnect there. We went out and got shooters, and we were missing wide open shots tonight. So, like, that, there's, there's a problem there. Undrafted Raps bench looking hungrier. You, you know, you, uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you what the Raps bench looks like to me. A bunch of Caruso's, like a bunch of people who knew, who know that they are one step from being out of the league. So they're playing every game like they have something to prove, right? Even Caruso, like Caruso doesn't, the reason why he's getting so much fanfare is not because he's great statistically. He's not great statistically, guys, but he's so hungry. The dude grinds. He does whatever he has to do to make the right play. He'll, he'll miss a layup. He'll miss a shot. But he's going to grind. He's gonna. He almost had a steal tonight that for some reason they didn't give him, which really should have been a clear path foul. I, they they said it wasn't a clear path foul, but he he's gonna make a play. How many times have we seen Caruso get a breakaway dunk because he picked the pocket of the guard at like the halfway point, at like the half court point? That's that's what the, that's what that whole bench looks like to me from the Raptors and the Clippers. There's a bunch of people who are hungry. That's the kind of mentality that we need. Um, the Lakers probably have more scouting on Lowry and Ibaka. Some of the dudes I had no tape on them. <laughs> that's the truth, man. Like, Mark, he's like, we, we really didn't have a lot of tape, but that's still not an excuse because this was not about game plan. This was about effort. Had the guys played with effort tonight, and, and mind you, I give them grace. 
you take a, take a couple, you take a night off. Okay, you take a night off. But don't let that be um, a norm. Don't let that be a trend. Don't let that be a culture that you set where we just decide, oh, we're not going to play defense today because that team we should beat them. Because yeah, yeah, two other people are out, so we should we should smash them. Absolutely not. That's this not that kind of league. Chase Aguilar, yo, Devon, yo, what's up, man? What up, Chase? Um, LeBron's gravitational pull makes players play different. Sometimes play awkward. That is correct. Um, uh, LeBron does change. It takes. This is what happened with the Heat team, okay, guys. The Heat team had uh, a lot of trouble because they were trying to figure out how do you adjust around LeBron because he's too unique. He's way too unique. He's and especially now because he's able to pull up and shoot the three, which makes it even more dynamic because you don't know if you're supposed to cut or clear the way or whatever. But most teammates, and Chris Bosh said this on ESPN, he said it takes it takes you almost to the all-star break to really master how to play with LeBron. And for a majority of these players, with the exception of like KCP and, uh, and uh, Caruso and Kuz, most of these players, this is their first time playing with LeBron. They played against him. This is their first time playing with him. And they're trying to learn. And someone like AD, you can tell right now, AD has still not found himself. He's consistently scoring 20, 25, 27, the 30 points. He's consistently scoring points, but most of those points are empty points. Like he's not, like you're not seeing the AD that you saw thriving in, in the Pelicans. You're seeing flashes of it. And mainly that's because they're just trying to figure out how do I adjust around LeBron. But I'm telling you, this is what you need in the first 10 games. You need these moments. You need to be able to say, okay, we're good when we do this. We're bad when we do this. This is what LeBron likes to do. This is when LeBron LeBron decides not to do something. How do I adjust to that? If LeBron scores 13, who's going to be the one to stand up, right? Because it may not be AD. It, it may in the future be Kuz who comes off the bench and goes, I'm going to score 30 tonight. He may be the Lou Williams of our team at, at some point. We have to be okay with that. And, and LeBron playing is obviously making things awkward right now because people are still trying to learn it. Um, there was a play where LeBron was uh, where LeBron was trying to ISO uh, on the on the left wing. And he was trying to ISO and JaVale was in the game. And JaVale has actually been playing pretty decent. Tonight he uh, played 14 minutes, had 10 points. That's pretty good to me um, for JaVale, especially given how he started the season. But, but JaVale made a really bad play because JaVale was waiting for LeBron to, to shoot the ball, and you could see him trying to sneak in from the other side of the baseline to come and put a put back in case LeBron missed. Well, the problem was that LeBron had no intentions of shooting. He was trying to back in the players so that he could kick it out to an outside wing. Well, the issue was when JaVale started creeping, his big came over. So now when LeBron's getting ready to kick it, he's surrounded by three people. And that's one of the things you got to learn how to do is you got to know when LeBron is back in the pass or when LeBron is back in the drive or when LeBron is actually wanting you to be there to, to, to back him up in case he misses the layup. And these things that people are going to have to adjust to. There's never been a player like that. JaVale never had that problem with Clay or Steph. Clay wasn't backing folk up. Clay was at the three-point line. JaVale was made to be in the middle to catch Whatever happened on the rebound. Steph was always going to dribble, and you always knew if, if Steph was going to drive because he was always going to he, – he would dribble and try to uh, and try to get to the cup early, and if he, if he utilized the clock a long time, then he would just shoot from the outside. LeBron is not that person. LeBron can eat the clock until there's six seconds left and still drive to the basket. That's difficult for a big. That's real difficult for a big to play around, okay? So that's one of the things we have to do. Needed Danny G tonight, uh, Monkey Mike Flow. 
Uh, Clippers are Raptors of the West. No name, overlooked, hungry, capable players that don't need a star. Well, apparently they do need a star because Kawhi said, I'm not coming here unless you bring one with me. <laughs> so apparently they do. I don't know. Their dynamic is going to change when Paul George comes back. But, they, yes, they, they are like the Clippers of the West, uh, the Raptors of the West. Uh, needed Danny G tonight. He was not there tonight. Um, listen, guys, we have a tremendous um, a tremendous schedule ahead of us that gives us an opportunity, honestly, to have a great, great streak, okay? A great, great streak. Um, let's just talk through them. Just a couple of these games that are coming up, of course, we're going on the road to see Phoenix. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, to see Phoenix. Um, and that's going to be um, on Tuesday in their house. Then we have a good stretch of games at home, but against some teams that could really end up catching us off guard. Golden State could catch us. Of course, Sacramento just had a tremendous game. I, I think that's a very winnable game, but if we're not careful... De'Aaron Fox can come in and do some damage. Um, of course, Atlanta, um, and they're going to be here uh, uh, next week, but Atlanta is a dangerous team in general, not just the Eastern, not just the Western. Like, that's a, that's an actual team that can beat you, okay? Um, that can beat you. And then, of course, we're hitting the road. Uh, I'm sorry, we have Oklahoma City uh, on a back-to-back. -back. Uh, we play them here, and then we go to their house. But Oklahoma City has actually been somewhat surprising. They're not a great team. They're not a great team. But for some reason, they keep giving teams trouble. Um, and so that's just that's just things we need to look out for um, and things that we need to be uh, uh, cognizant of. I really believe Frank Vogel is going to take his time um, uh, and tonight and tomorrow and getting his team prepared uh, better for these kind of moments. I don't think he got outcoached tonight. I think it's just he, he's, he hasn't learned how to motivate his team. Here's what's great. Even with the 7-2 record, we're still in first place in the standings of the Western Conference. Of course, in the Pacific Division, that's, that's, that's a lot, okay? But here's what's good to know about what we're going up against right now. Excuse me. Um, in our conference. Uh, right now, the Phoenix Suns, who we're getting ready to play next, uh, are second in the Pacific Division. So that lets you know. The Golden State Warriors are the bottom half, but the Suns are, all, are just one win behind us, Okay. Um, and, and they just and they just had a recent win. So like we we need to take them seriously. Um, they're tied with the Clippers. Okay, so everything is all screwed up right now. Everything is all screwed up. The teams that we thought were going to have uh, tremendous success and the ones we thought were going to struggle have really flip flopped. Like the Dallas Mavericks, nobody really knew how good they were going to be, but they're tied in their record with the Rockets, and they're and Luke is playing great. But we beat them, right? We beat the Spurs, right? Um, so we should be able to carry that momentum of beating these teams and continue to rise in the standings. We want to create some distance between us and the Nuggets, who right now have been have been playing great. Jokic hit another uh, um, game-winning shot. These are things that you have to look out for because it matters when they play the Lakers. They tend to have a mentality that says, if I can do it against that team, I can do it against this team. And they use us as a barometer setter for other, other games in their season. So... Uh, that's about it for me, man. I am so grateful that you guys uh, tuned in tonight. It was not the ending that we expected tonight, of course. Um, but listen, once again, we're going to have these moments. We're going to have these moments. Um, we're going to have these moments. Thank you, Golden Knight. Killing it, bro. We're going to have these moments, man. Um, Greg Bergman's going to be back on the next one, man. Listen, I want you guys to tune in for the next one. I really believe the next game, I'm at, I am predicting that the next few games, we're going to win the next three games. I'm predicting that, but I do believe it's going to be a challenge in every single game. I think the King is going to respond. I think um, people now are going to start trolling him on Twitter with that hashtag, Wash King, even though he had a triple-double, the 13 points, is going to stand up to people like Skip Bayless, 
who's going to get on the show tomorrow and say something crazy about him. But I think all of that stuff's going to work in our favor. I think AD's going to come out. I think they're going to give him some great treatment on the shoulder, hold him out of practice maybe, prayerfully. And and this is the week you're probably going to see Rondo come back. So we're going to be able to see how do we mix uh, Rondo back in and, and does Kuzma adjust better with Rondo there and does AD play better because Rondo is there and all of that stuff, man. So, you know, that's how, how it's going to how it's gonna roll. So uh, make sure you guys tune in. We'll be in Tuesday. It's going to be going down. Um, and uh, it's been an honor, man. So I will holla at y'all 